Welcome to the Praying Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie, and I'm a praying dad. The Praying Dad Podcast is a bite-sized, no-frills podcast where you can come and learn and be encouraged with like-minded dads. Be sure to check out the Praying Dad Podcast Facebook group where you can ask questions and get answers. Now, on with the podcast. Good morning, Praying Dads. Today is part two of the Fathers in the Field interview. This part of the interview was all about how Fathers in the Field missionaries approach the church and describe to them the purpose of Fathers in the Field and how the church can be involved with that ministry. So, without further ado, here is Rob Goff talking about the requirements from the church point of view and the importance of those reasons to involve the church. When they founded Fathers in the Field in 2008, John Smith Baker and Scott McNaughton had a choice. They said, we can be a parachurch ministry or we can be an equipping ministry. Parachurch ministry is like, like Young Life. They do ministry, they go to churches, they knock on the door, they ask the churches to give them money and to give them human beings, you know, adult human beings to to run things, to volunteer and do all that stuff. And then they have a specific targeted audience of youth and they reach youth and that's what they do. And they're their own entity separate from the church and yet they're reliant on the church for people, for help right. and for money. Right. Um, the problem with parachurch ministries, and this isn't to slight parachurch ministries in any way, but the problem with a parachurch ministry is it takes valuable money and resources from the church body, and it operates independently of of the church, and therefore actually subverts activity that could be healthier. Parachurch organizations, again, it's not to slight them. They have a, they have a, a function that they do. Some of them do it really, really well. Some of them don't. So the the founder said why do we why do we not want to be a parachurch organization because taking care of fatherless boys is the job of the church so and and the reason is this so one we believe as christians that god is immutable it means god doesn't change right god is eternal he, he's the same throughout eternity two god over a hundred times in the bible god calls himself the champion of the fatherless and the widow matter of fact both of Israel's exiles were part one of the big reasons was because they were not championing fatherless and fatherless children and widows, but they were taking advantage of them, stealing from them, enslaving them, and killing them. And so God said, "Well, I'm going to kill you back, right?" So, and, and it's not a vengeful thing. It's it's God's heart is you should care for those who are in the greatest need. Those in the greatest need are orphans and widows. And biblically speaking. Children belonged to their father, both in Jewish culture and in Roman culture. And so when dad died, the children were orphaned. Yes, their mother was still there, and but, but those scenarios, her ability to work and the things she could do was very limited. And so it was the community's responsibility to come alongside them and care for them just as the husband would, just as that father would. And when you don't do that, you actually violate the standard of God. So God is very clear. You are the champ. He is the champion of the fatherless and the widow. 
And so the third thing is if, if God eternally never changes, he calls himself the champion of the fatherless and the widow, right? And he commands his people, his people to be the champions of the fatherless and the widow. Um, but then we, we talk about Christ. Well, Christ is completely God and completely man at the same time. So when we look at Christ, we say, well, because he's God and because he's eternal and he doesn't change, he too is the champion of the fatherless and the widow. And the goal of the Christian life for us is to be like Christ, to be conformed to his image. That's what the New Testament is telling you. Right. It is our job to be conformed. That means when, as you're being conformed to the image of Christ, you will love the things that God loves, that Christ loves, and hate the things he hates. And so because Christ is God and is therefore the champion of the fatherless and the widow, every single person who claims to be of Christ, who claims his, him for salvation, is required to be a champion of the fatherless and the widow. It's not optional. It's not. And if we don't do it, we will be accountable. So for John and Scott, they said, it's the church's responsibility to be caring for fatherless children, to be caring for single moms who are in a way functioning as widows. It's not to, it's not to say, okay, they didn't put themselves there. A lot of single moms are single moms because of mistakes they've made. I, I would hate to be judged by some of the mistakes I've made. Right. 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 right <laughs> so, right. but it's the church's responsibility to step into the lives of these people, to defend them, to protect them, to lead them, and to guide them. So they said, "We're not going to let the church off the hook." Even it's the hardest thing in the world. It'd be so much easier to be parachurch, and it would rob the fatherless children and the single moms of a solid, rooted church that they could go to to grow, to be invested in, to be cared for, to be looked after, that they might become more like Christ. It, it would rob them of that. It would rob them of of the care system that the church is required to, to bring to its members. And sadly, again, there's 44,000 denominations, Protestant denominations, wow. and we don't do the best job of caring for each other. And when we get upset or frustrated, we just people can just hop churches. The, there, there's a dynamic that needs to be changed. And so Fathers in the Field is really unique. We go to a church um, and we ask them for a commitment. So it, it starts with the missionary going to churches, knocking on the door, meeting with the pastor, sit down with the pastor. Say to the pastor, do you believe that God is the champion of the fatherless? Unless the pastor has never read his Bible, they tell you yes. Yes, I believe that that's the case. Do you believe that it is our responsibility to do it? Yes. I, I, I very rarely have pastors tell me no, and then I go through the little thing I just did with you, and they go, oh, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> right? So, okay, so pastor, we agree that God is the champion of the fatherless. We as his people are to be the champion of the fatherless and the widow. So what are you doing? Th these are questions they have to ask. And so you say to a pastor, well, what are you doing to help the fatherless? And they go, oh, well, we have youth group. And I say, okay, I was a youth pastor, right? I was a youth pastor. I've been a youth pastor of a church of five kids. <laughs> I've been the youth pastor of a church with 250 kids, 250 high school kids, hmm. right? I was the the I, I was the past the senior pastor and oversaw the middle school pastor of 500 kid youth group. So big and little youth group is not a place where fatherless boys and fatherless girls get the help they need to heal. They're just not. It, it actually hurts them more in a lot of ways. So, so what does fathers in the field do? So Scott, Scott and John said, look, let's make the church responsible for what the church is supposed to be responsible for. God has commanded the church to do it. Let the church do it. So we go to each church. We knock on the door, talk to the pastor, pass, say, 
What are you doing? Why are you doing youth group? Nope, youth group hurts the kids. Why? Because this kid wants somebody to look at them and say, you have worth and value. And now they're in a group of other people and they see the youth pastor and he's a good guy or a youth volunteer, some good youth volunteer. Oh, I just want that guy to like me. So they try and try and try to get that guy to like him. But then there's all these other kids who maybe have more stable families and for whatever reason, the youth pastor, the worker, spends more time with them. And they say, yep, see, it's because I'm a piece of crap, and that person has value, and I don't. And so then it just deepens the wound. The wound just gets deeper. Of course, of course she's going to hang out with them and not me because I'm garbage. So it's going to a church and saying, okay, if I could give you the tools that you needed and the training you needed to take what the resources you already have to deeply impact the life of a fatherless boy, would you do it? Because that's really what Fathers in the Field does. That's why we call ourselves an equipping ministry. We go to the church and we say, we agree that fatherlessness is a problem. Yes, fatherlessness is a problem. Great. Here's the solution. Church makes a commitment and says, we are going to commit to helping as many fatherless boys and single mother families in our community as we possibly can. And this is how we're going to do it. So the pastor says, okay, well, he handpicks a group of people in their church. He says, if I had a people that lay people that would lead this ministry, it would be these people. And we always tell pastor, you'll get uh, you'll get 30% of the people you select that'll do it. So pick a bunch of people. So they pick 20, 30 people. I come in, I have a meeting, I share the fatherlessness with them, I share the problem, I share what Fathers in the Field does. And those people say, okay, we want to be church champions. Great. So then I come in and train those church champions to do exactly what I'm going to tell you in a second to help men in their church step into the lives of the fatherless boys and help the community of the church step into these single mother families to really start to heal them. So it's a lay leader led ministry. So I can look at the pastor and say, I don't want you doing it. They don't want the pastor doing it. I want the pastor to get up at the pulpit and I want him to tell his people, we are going to be the champions of the fatherless and the widow and we're going to use fathers to field. And that's what we're going to do. And this is a need. The, the, the funny thing to me is all churches are going to have to start ministering to fatherless kids and single mother families, or there will be no churches in the next 30 years. They'll be gone. They'll have no people. All the people that go to church now will die off. And if they aren't ministering to those people, since that demographic is the one demographic that's growing in this country, there will be nobody to go to church. Churches will just have to close down. They'll have to consolidate. Right now, the vast majority of Protestant church growth is sheep, is sheep shifting. So you get fed up with one church and you go to another church. You just The sheep just shift. There are conversions. There are people coming to faith. There are people being saved. But the number is not diametrically as high as the people that are dying off or leaving church. This is an opportunity for a church to reach into the largest growing demographic in their community with the gospel, which, by the way, is also what they're commanded to do, and say, hey, we love you. God loves you. You're sick and you're dying in your sinfulness, and we want to heal you because we love you. Because that's really the message. It's not any other message than that. Thanks, Rob, for a, another great session. And thank you for sharing with us the, uh, the involvement of the church and how Fathers in the Field is working with the church and in the church on the ministry here. Dads, I challenge you this week to uh, pray about your role as a father in your kids' lives and maybe even a a kid outside your fam immediate family that needs a father figure in their life. So have a great week, dads, and be sure to check in next week. So thank you, dads, for listening to the podcast. 
Stay tuned for future episodes coming out once a week on Sundays. Join me and other Praying Dads on Facebook. Search for The Praying Dad and you'll be able to find us there. The web address is also facebook.com slash groups slash The Praying Dad. Come in, ask questions, and get encouragement. All dads are welcome. Only thing we ask is that you just pray for your family and pray for the dads that need prayer in their life. If you find this podcast helpful and would like to give something to help the hosting and other production costs, although I don't expect it at all, we do have a Patreon site set up so you can give. The site is www.patreon.com slash thepraingdad. Also, don't forget to rate this podcast in your podcast player of choice. More reviews, more stars will get us more dads that need encouragement and prayer in their lives and their families. Have a great week and don't forget to pray.